Okay, Boker Tov. Boker Tov, today's staff is Daf Chof Beis in Erev. Daf Chof Beis. Yesterday we left a few lines down in the Gemara. Again, we were discussing some Agatatim. We'll finish off a little bit with that also today. Umishal and Masonov, about the uh, seventh, eighth line down on the page. Mishal Masonov, Alpanov Lahavido. The Pasuk says at the end of Eschanan that Hashem pays back those who hate him. El Panov. El Panov sounds like pay him back to his face, like Saka to him. He says, no, El Panov Lahavido. El Panov means that it's going, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's what Rishub Levi says, El Moli Mikra Kosov Yefshalom. If the Pusik wouldn't write it this way, one couldn't say it. It's like Hashem is saying, since Sonov means those who hate God, El Panov is also referring to Panov, God's face. If the Pusik wouldn't say it, it's like, you know, you couldn't say something like that. The Pusik says it's, it's as if uh, the Rabban Shalom is carrying a burden on his face and he has to get rid of it. Oh, and uh, so he says he pays them back. He gets rid of he gets rid of that burden and pays them right back. And he wants to throw it off his face. He wants to get rid of it. He's carrying a burden on his face. So Hashem pays them back by getting rid of what they're like being matrid. They're bothering God by putting a burden on his face, and he wants to get rid of them. Lo sono. Pasuk says that Hashem does not delay in payment and retribution to those who hate him. He doesn't delay them, but the payment for the tzaddikim, which is the good payment for the good that they've done, that Hashem does delay to Olam Haba. This Gemara, why do you think this Gemara is brought down over here? Is it Rabbi Shur ben Levi? It's probably because of the Mandamrim, but I don't see if it's, is it Rabbi Shur ben Levi? I don't see Rabbi Shur ben Levi before. Maybe it was Rabbi Shur ben Levi. We had him yesterday, Rabbi Shur ben Levi. I don't know. I don't see it. Uh... Why is this Gemara Dafka Baratan over here? It's not from Baschanan. We weren't talking about Baschanan before. I don't see it. I don't really see the connection over here. Uh, other than to say, you know, we talk about Olam that, you know, people who do good and people who do bad, and that kind of a thing, but I don't see really the connection over here. In any case, um, somebody will figure it out. Uh, this is what Rishuvah Levi says elsewhere. This is also Rishuvah Levi. The says that I command you today. You're supposed to do these commandments today. In the next world, you don't get a chance to do mitzvahs. You only get a chance in this world. But next world, you'll get the schar, not in this world. Today you get the today you do the mitzvahs, but the real schar will only be in the next world. And that's the idea that Hashem does delay. Hashem, Hashem loyachasona. Those who hate, those who hate Hashem, Hashem pays them back right away in this world, so they'll have no schar in the next world. But those who do good mitzvahs, those who do mitzvahs, they will give reward in the next world, not in this world. This world they do the mitzvahs in the next world, they will get the chance. Uh, they will, they will get the reward. Amrav Chagai v'Tamer of Shmuel Barachman Ma'archsev Erech Apayim. Uh, what does that mean, Erech Abayim? Why don't you say Erech Af? A person, Erech uh, uh, means a person who's patient, he's long-suffering, he'll, he'll take it on the chin for a while. As the way of Shem, Hashem is Erech Abayim, Hashem is patient with us. Why doesn't it just say Erech Af? Why Erech Abayim? Erech Af mi boile. Erech Af, like a person has one nose, so to speak. Why does he say Erech Abayim? Sadikim, Erech Abayim, Rishom. Hashem is patient with both Sadikim and Rishom, meaning he's patient with the Rashi says 
uh, he's patient in happy, smiling, and, ha- and, and also with anger, right? Shof goes, he's patient with them. He gives their partners to the next one. In other words, he delays. Hashem uh, is, is two kinds of, of delay, two kinds of patience. That he, he waits to give the patient, the, the retribution to the Rishami, waits to give it to them in Olam Abba. He gives them their schah in this world, but the retribution he waits to give them in the next world, and he waits to give the, the good reward to the tzaddikim also in the next world. So Hashem shows patience to both the Risham and to the tzaddikim. All right, back to our Gemara, Yud Omer Ad Beis So back in the Mishnah, the Mishnah back on Daf Yud Ches, we had a machlokas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. How big can it be? How big can that? Uh, how big can that uh, uh, legal, um, the the legal Rishus uh, that you make in Rishus Rabbim, the Pasig Biros? How big can it be? We understand it, it, it can be very small as long as it's enough for for the animals to stick their heads in, so that they don't you don't wind up carrying the uh, the, the bear or the bucket of water in, into Rishus Rabbim if the animal turns around. So we understand the animal has to be so much, he has to, so much of the animal has to be in the Pasiburos. But it could be very small. How big can it be? Rabbi says it can only be at base Asayim. Until the uh, uh, base Asayim is in a square area of, uh, an area of 5,000 square amas. Whereas, um, uh, the, the, and they said to him, what do you mean? Uh, base Asayim is only for a gina and a carfeth, like an open, a garden or a, an enclosure, meaning made for outside use. But over here, you're making it to use inside the area, and like a, a cattle pen, or a, we said, or a, a backyard, or a chaser, you can make as big as you want. So <clears throat> they had, they had this disagreement. Now, when Rabbi says that based on Gemara has this question: When he said it could be up to an area of five thousand square amas based on does that mean including including the extra two amas that it has to be? So are we talking about the bore only? The bore only has to, it can be up to 2,000 amas besides the extra area. Don't forget, you have to have two amas all around the bore for the animal to be able to stick his head, Rosh Hashanah, in there. So that's the question. Boro Pasenkamer, when he says it's 2,000 uh, 5,000 square amas, based on time, is that meaning the bore with, with the area around it, with, in, the, in, the encl- in the area of the, of, the, of the four corner pieces of the enclosure? Odilma bore below Pasen. No, the 2,000 amas is... Just the boar without the pasan. The pasan adds a little bit more. That's the question. Does he mean base asylum including the area around it, the boar plus the area around it, the two amas on each side, or is it just the boar could be two, uh, can be base assigned five thousand amas come up? That's the question. So Adam though saying Baboro, do you say, look, what's the concern? The concern is how far do they make the xera? Does a person look at the board and say, okay, that's the size that I can have to saw? We're concerned by a carfef, which is a regular outdoor enclosure. It's just enclosed. It's open on top, used for whatever, used for outdoor purposes. So there, the rabbi said, only based on so are we concerned over here? For, does the person look at the boar? He doesn't look at the, when he sees the boar is too, is too soft, very big, he doesn't care about the extra two amas on the side. He doesn't, his eye doesn't catch that. And therefore, you're not concerned that maybe he'll come to be Mako and make a karfif also larger than Tusa. He looks at the mechitza. And if the mechitza is going to be more than 2,000 amas, more than 5,000 square amas, more than base sign with including the two amas around the boar. In other words, it's if you're saying that the boar itself is going to be an area of 5,000 square amas, 
Plus, you have the extra area around there. People say, oh, you can have it even a little bit bigger. Maybe they'll come to make a karfif also bigger than two saw. Because really, you make such exera. Maybe you'll make a besam also by maybe by a karfif, a, an enclosure. You'll also make it more than two saw. It's slightly more than that because you got a little extra area around that. That's the concern. So how, when Rebuta said you can make it two saw, is two saw including the area around it? And, and that's it, total of two saw, because you're worried about making exera for a carfef, then maybe you'll, you'll come to make a, a, a carfef also, bigger if you do it any bigger, or no, you just look at the bore, the bore is two saw, that's okay, and if it's a little bit bigger on the sides, you're not worried about that. That's the question. So Toshma, in other words, so that's Odilma, that's the Odilma, and you are worried about it, maybe. In other words, you look at the whole area, and if you make this one bigger than two saw, including the sides, the area around the pool, so to speak, the area around the bore, you might come to make this uh, a carfif also bigger. That's the, that's the question. So if you say, again, if you say that it's a bore without the pasin, then you're not worried about it, right? You're not worried about the extra area around the bore. You're not worried about it because you only look at the bore. People say, oh, that's too saw. That's what I can make for a carfif. Or are you concerned that what? That maybe people will look at the entire area and they'll make a carfif a little bit bigger also. Toshma. So here the Brysa is similar to the Mishnah, but it expands a little bit as, as, as Brysas do. How close can they be? You can only make the corner pieces uh, uh, close enough to the, to the pool, to the, to the bear, the, to the well, um, enough for the animal to stick most of his body and his head in there. And we said that's two amas. How far, how far out can they be? How big can the square area be? Afilu kor vafilu karayim, large amounts, even more, even more, as big as you want. Rabbiudam are based on sayim mutter. Yes, or sayim mutter. Only up until two saw. We saw the same sheet in the Mishnah, but here he says that till two saw is mutter. More than that is not good. Amulah rabbiudam, amulah rabbiudam. Yatamada b'dir v'sar mikzum v'chatz mukzum v'chatz. Aren't you mutter by cattle pens and and backyards and courtyards? Afilu based chamesh sar and based sar. Can be as big as you want. That's different. There you have a proper partition. Here we're talking about making these little corner pieces, these little strips, where the area oh that's open is certainly the paritzes omed is yoser ala omed. That and there was a special hetter for the water. You can't compare it to those kind of cases. So in the special case where they were mounted for the water, they were only mounted a square area of five thousand square amas, but no more than that. Here's the kib. If you have a bore which is two saw by two saw, we're not getting into the air, we'll get into that later on. Is it only a bore or a bear? We're mixing, he's using the word here, bore loosely, presumably. Bore based on based on with if it's two saw by two saw, meaning meaning it, it really means a square of two saw, because a square of two saw is 17 two thirds by 17 thirds, which is 5,000 square amas. Uh, he says the bore can be two saw, the bore itself could be two saw. And they said you can only make it bigger than that. The only amount bigger than that is only to be able to stick his head with two amas around there. So what do you see? Rav Shemalazar says the bore itself could be two saw, and you can only make it bigger enough for the two amas around it. So you see Rav Shemalazar says that when we say two saw, it means the bore itself, not including the area around it, not including the strips around that, the area enclosed by the strips around that. So since he says, since Rabbi Shimon Lazar said it's bar below pasim, machalz Rabbi Yehuda bar pasim kamash me. How otherwise? How is he different than Rabbi Yehuda? How is Rabbi Shimon Lazar different than Rabbi Yehuda? If Rabbi, if, if Rabbi Yehuda does not say that it's the bar with the pasim is all included, is, is only two two saw. As Rabbi Yehuda is giving a smaller shear, 
the the bore with the pasin around it. Again, the bore, word bore here is being used, used loosely because it might mean a bear, as we'll see. Uh, but the, the pit itself, uh, according to the Shemuel could be too saw, <coughs> not including the area around it. Mashmud Rabbi Yudah must say that the bore with the pasin must be too saw. Otherwise, how do they differ? Beloi, not true. Rabbi Yudah bore below pasin. Rabbi Yudah agrees with Shemuel that it, the bore might be really too saw without the area around it. In other words, the total area with, enclosed within the four corner pieces could be more than, a slightly more than two saw. So then how does he differ from the same as from the cotton. Difference is, can it be long and narrow? Meaning, Rabbi Shimon Lazar is very specific. He said it must be 70 and two-thirds by 72 thirds, no bigger than that. He said, base asayim, a base asayim. It's got to be a square, whereas, whereas Rabbi Yudah might say, no. It's got to be, it could be a, uh, an area of 5,000 square amas, which is base saw, but it doesn't have to be a square. It could be very long and very narrow, right? You could have it, any other combination of uh, 90 by four, by 30 or whatever the amount is that's going to lead you to 5,000 amas. It doesn't have to be 70 and two-thirds by 72 thirds. We had this before. Any area which, which is used for inside, we don't care if, even if it's even if it doesn't have a roof on it. Rashi says even if it doesn't have a roof on it, but if he is used for for living inside, could go in deer or again the cattle pens which are being used for inside. You're basically keeping them to, for a living space inside. Meaning the the shepherd also lives with them inside the the cattle pen or a muktz or a woodshed or a courtyard. But the area is to be used inside, not outside. You make it as big as you want. Obviously, those areas have to have a mechitza, because since it's not a well, you need a mechitza, the proper mechitza, not just corner pieces. If the area is used basically for, not for what's inside, but what's outside, I could go in Burgenen. We mentioned yesterday Burgenen, the huts that extended the uh, the, the, mechit, the uh, city boundaries, Shabbosados, uh, those kind of things. Yes, or In other words, areas, or a karfif that we talked about before, Areas where you might, the shepherd might sleep in there, but he's really just, it's just a place for him to hide out while he's not guarding and tending to the fields. But the, in other words, the, the main purpose of it is to be used outdoors, outside of the enclosure. If the main purpose is to be used outside enclosure and he's just finding refuge inside a little bit to shield him from the sun or whatever, then the main purpose is being used outside, then the rabbis will only monitor base asayim, a base asayim, a total, a total of 5,000 square amas. But if it's for inside, uh, then you have, then you can, then it's, then it's limitless. Again, then it's limitless. You can make it as big as you want. But in all these cases, we're talking about where you have to have a proper mechitza. Only in the case of a boar are you allowed to have the uh, four corner pieces alone. Now here's an interesting thing. If we go back and we look at illustration, uh, all the illustrations in the previous days, this, the simplest one is uh, look back on uh, one, uh, number 124, 125. The, uh, the areas there. Notice he shows you the uh, the dotted lines as if the streets running right through the Pasi Baros. So here Rabbi Yudah says, if the Rosh Hashanah went right through your imaginary, uh, let's call it an imaginary, illegal Rosh Hashanah that you made in order to uh, give your animals to drink, if the Rosh Hashanah went right through there, you kind of sudden, push the Rosh Hashanah to the side. In other words, have a detour. Have a detour around there. Because otherwise, the Rosh Hashanah will ruin the Pasibros. Again, the special head that the rabbi said, in order to feed the animals drink, they're coming up to Yerushalayim Olorego, you got to give your animals to drink, otherwise they're going to die. So we, made, we allowed you to make this special little kind of a chatzer, 
which wouldn't be mutter when there's no water, but it's only mutter because of the water, so you're allowed to. But you can't have Rishas Rabbah going right through 124, 125, those pictures, because that ruins it, according to Rabbi Yehuda. No, Rabbi Yehuda says, you know, the Chacham say, no, no, that's the rule of the Chatzah. The rabbis made a special rule that inside, even though the you see the Rishas Rabbah is going through there in 124, 125, it's still considered a Rishas Rabbim because you've made these pasibros, you've made these these uh, strips of wood, these, these strips around the area. So here's a machlokis Rabbanan and Rabbiuda. Look at the power of machitzas of partitions. Why? What, do you, what does that mean? That, you know, he made this partition even though it's in Rishas Rabbim. There's Rishas Rabbim going right through them, but the rabbis gave the power to the, these partitions to make it into a Rishas Yachim. Says the Gemara, Kanda Sfirle, it sounds like you're saying Rabbi Yochan or Blazer hold like the rabbis, and they pass in that way. Ivam Rabbi Yochan, Rabbi Chesed, Rabbi Yochan, Yerushalayim, we had this before. Il Molay, Dalsosa, Nilsbalayla, if it wouldn't be that the doors were closed at night, the gates of Yerushalayim were closed at night, if it wouldn't be for that, Chayim Shemeshus Rabbim, because Rishas Rabbim goes right through there. In other words, now that the, there's doors there, so it's only like a chasab. If it wouldn't be for the doors, it would be considered Rishas Rabbim. What do you mean? But there's Machitzas there too. Just because the Shisharam goes through there, just because the people pass through there would be Rosh Hashanah. There's Mechitzas all around there, even if the doors wouldn't be closed. So you see that Rabbi Yochanan holds that what? He also sounds like Rabbi Huda. That since the Shisharam goes through there, if it wouldn't be for the doors, they close the gates at night, it would be considered Rosh Hashanah. But there's Mechitzas there. Elamai, what do you see? Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with the rabbis. He holds like Rabbi Huda. Since Rosh Hashanah goes through there, it's considered like a Rosh Hashanah. So Rabbi Yochan and are explaining the rabbis, but Rabbi Yochan doesn't hold that way. He himself holds like Rabbi Yehuda. If Rishas Rabbim goes through there, that's Rishas Rabbim. That's not a Rishas Yochan. Now we're going to ask a stira of both on Rabbi Yochan and Rabbanu. Why? If you look back now, look back at number, uh, uh, illustration number 38, back on page 13. We had this case many times. You have a street running, you have a street running down the middle, and you have two houses on either side of the street, and you have either a lechi, or in the, in, the, in the diagram shown here in the illustration, there's a kora going across the street from the two houses. Rabbi Yehuda says, that's a good Rosh that's a Rosh Hashanah in between there, right through the Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Yehuda says, that's a Rosh Hashanah. In the street is a Rosh Hashanah. And the rabbis say no, right? This is the picture, this is the diagram that we're dealing with. Back in the Gemara, Kasha Rabbi Kasha We have a Kasha on both, right? Um, uh, what's the Rami Yisrael came looking at that page. Yisrael came. Rabbi Yehuda says Misha Yolshtei Batim Misha says you had two houses across the street from one another, right across the public thoroughfare. Also lechem kam vechem. You can make a lechem on either side, right? Or oh karmi kam vekarmi kam. On either side of the house of that one house, you make a lechem showing that there's a demarcation line. Oh karmi kam vekarmi kam. But also men say you can carry middle of the street. It's, you made the street into Rishus Yachad. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says. In other words, this is contrary to what Rabbi Yudah said in our Mishnah. Rabbi Yudah seems to say in our Mishnah, if the Rosh Hashanah runs right through there, that's no good. That ruins the Pasi Biros. And here he says, you can have a Lechinikor across the street from, and, and make the street into Rosh Hashanah. they told him over there, the rabbi said, you can't make Rosh Hashanah that way. So Kasha Rabbi Yudah, Kasha Rabbi Kasha both of them. There, there's two proper machitzas. You got two houses across the street from one another. Here, you don't have two special streets. All you have here is the Pasi Biros. You only have these corner pieces and these little strips. So here, Rabbi Yudah says, if the street runs right through there, 
the, the strips don't, don't do anything. Over there, back on 38, he says, yeah, you know what? Uh, there, there it's good because you have two proper mechitzas. Rabbana, Rabbana, our Rabbana say that the mechit, that the mechit, the Vahasi Baros holds true even if there's just Rabbana through there. Rabbana, Amilo Kasha, Hachik is Shema Barbas Mechitzas. Here you can call it Arba Mechitzas because here, even if you look at 124, <coughs> you have four Mechitzas there because you have the corner pieces. We said the corner pieces are each an Amma by an Amma in each direction. And therefore you have, uh, you have, you have four walls. And there you have four walls. But in the Rishas Rab, you don't have four walls, right? Hasam, Hacha Ikashem Arba. There's a name Arba Mechitzas. Hasam Lekashem Arba Mechitzas. You only have the two houses. There's no Mechitzas in the middle of the Rishas Rab. So therefore that's how they, they answer it. Now, of course, we all like the Rabbanan. <clears throat> and Machlech Rabbi Rabbanan, that uh, even though Rishus Rabbim runs right through the Pasi Baros in 124, it's still considered Rishus Rabbim. Eretz Yisrael ain't chayvam shem Rishus Eretz Yisrael has no Rishus Rabbim. The whole Eretz Yisrael, he says, is not a Rishus Rabbim. It's all Rishus Yasser Rabdimi v'kamal Shmaiy. Rabdimi said that Amalei Abayl Rabdimi. My time. How do you say that? How do you say something? Ilayma mishum demakafla because Eretz Yisrael is surrounded on the north. With Sulma the Tzur, the ladder of Tzur. Now, there's no, um, there's no, the illustration book that we have is not there, but uh, the um, the Chai uh, has a few pictures over here, uh, starting on page 51 in Pirish Chai, and he says if it's because of, it's like the heights, the cliff of Tzur, right? The ladder they call it the ladder of Tzur of Tyre today. That's in Lebanon. Is that because it, on one side it's so tall? That's like a machitza. More than ten, more than ten fachah, obviously mehachkisa or machsuna the gader, the gader mehachkisa, and it's got the downward slope of gader. There was another place, and that's uh, number forty-three. If you're looking at the pirush chai, um, the diagram number forty-three on the one side. So in other words, it's got it's got a heights on one side of ten fachim and a depths on the other side. So that's like a boundary, and the whole area is considered uh, not ramish rishus You still can't carry within it rabbanan, but it's not a doraisa. <clears throat> Rashi says to bechayiv it for carrying within there, or to, if you throw something in there. But if that's the case, you say the whole Eretz Yisrael is like a rishus yachid. Bubble nami makav lapras mechgis v'digos mechgisa. The the bubble is also surrounded by the Euphrates on one side and the Degelas, the Tigris River on the other side. So and not only that, the kuliyam and nami makav kind of say all the all the countries, all the continents are surrounded by the Atlantic and the Pacific, the great oceans. So you're going to say everything is considered like uh, there's no rishus rabim at all. Says Dilma Malus Maybe you meant this. In Eretz Yisrael is a very hilly country, and there are a lot of ascents and descents there. Maybe that's what you mean. The whole area is surrounded. There's a lot of ups and downs, and therefore there's no real Shusiyachid. Why? Because maybe that's what you, that's what you mean. That's a, so. That's Abayah said. That's what you know. He Abayah asked the Kasha. Is it because of that? So he says, Dilma, maybe it's because Dilma Malzom is, maybe you said, maybe the reason is, is because it's got a lot of hills and ascents and descents, and therefore uh, there's no real Rishas Rabbim. Amrlay, so Avdimi said to him, Karkafna, like you're Karkaf, like you got a skull, you're a smart hush of a person. I saw your Rebbe, Rabba, Be'amude, between the pillars, meaning in the base said this, and I saw him in the yeshiva, when he said this, that, that he, Taka said that that's the reason, because it's got ups and downs, and therefore there's no real Rishus Harabim there. All 
all the ascents and the descents in Eretz Yisrael, they effectively make it that there's no Rosh Hashanah over there. That's not like the banners in the Midbar. In other words, the Midbar was flat. Rashi says the Anan, so to speak, made it flat, made it easier for them to walk, then made it flat. So that's that's considered Rosh Hashanah, where it's easy to walk, where multitudes can, can plow through. But over here, where there's where there's ascents and descents, it's very, very hard, and therefore there's no Rosh Hashanah. Uh, most of Eretz Yisrael has that, therefore there's no Rosh Hashanah in Eretz Yisrael. Boimine, in other words, it's not because it's surrounded by these areas, because everything is surrounded by the oceans. It's simply because if you look at a particular area, uh, there's always mounds and things that are preventing it from being Rosh Hashanah. So yes, this kasha. Tell us like it a We've had that before. This is uh, this is diagram number forty-five in the Pirush Chai. If you have a mound which is ten fachim high within four amos. Remember, if it's longer than four amos, it's simply that's the uh, that's the road is up and down. That's not a, that's not considered rishos yachid. This is a rishos yachid within four amos. It rises to ten fachim high. V'rabim bokem Many people walk through there. In other words, are you chayiv if people walk through there? Are you chayiv is that considered rishos rabim? Because again, we said tell them it's like it. If you have a mound like that, that's that's a height of ten fachim within four amos. That's considered rishos yachid. But if people walk through there, because you know people just easily walk through there. Does that uh, impair its ability to be a Rosh Does that, so to speak, destroy the uh, mechitzas around it? So, and our Mishnah, what did our Mishnah say? That even in number 124, where you have the simple straight street, and it's going through the Pasi Baros, that's still considered Rosh even though the people are walking right through there. So, Marach Hasam, in the Rabbim, where it's easy to walk through, like in 124, flat street, you're big on a big highway, you're walking right through the Pasi Baros, the Rabban still say that the the multitude, the public people walking through, they don't come they don't come and impair the Mechitza, the Mechitza is still valid, the, the Pasi Baros is still valid. Here where it's difficult to walk through, you got to walk up on a mound, you got to walk up and down, so Lakoshkin certainly the public walking through there will not diminish it from its status as a Rosh Yachid. So Rabbi Yudah said in our Mishnah that when it's easy to walk through the Pasibaros, that ruins it. You should make the Rosh Hashanah go around that, detour it around, because otherwise it ruins the, the status of Rosh Yachid of the Pasibaros. So when Rabbi Yudah says that in the Mishnah, there it's easy to walk through. So he says the Rabbim, that's, the Rabbim ruins the Rosh Yachid. But over here, they got to walk up and down. That's very difficult. What do you say? They're lost. Maybe it wouldn't. Maybe the rabbin would not be mivatam mechitzim. Would still be considered rishosiyachet. So again, according to rabban, it's certainly rishosiyachet. It's certainly rishosiyachet because even when where it's easy for the public to break through your your um, your your fictional um, you know rishosiyachet. Still, it's considered shesiyachet. So certainly, where it's difficult to walk through, according to Rabbanan. The question is according to Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says when it's easy to walk through, that ruins the shesiyachet. It's now shesarabim. What do you? What Rabbi Yehuda say in this case, where it's difficult to walk through? That's the question that he raises. Mechazah or he says there's no difference. Amalei chayavin. So he asked. So Rachva asked this kash of Rav. Rav says you're chayav according to Rabbi Yehuda. That is considered a. Uh, that's considered still Rosh Hashanah according to Rabbi Yudah. This is Vafilu Olin Lo Bechevel. Even number forty-six. Even if it's such a an ascent that you have to hold on to a rope, you can't walk it without without some assistance. You're holding on to a rope, like you know, you ever climb these mountains where they have you know assistance? They have uh, guardrails or something. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to uh, to 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 uh, walk up there. 
Even if the walk of Archevel, that's still considered, since it's Rishis Arabim, it ruins it, and you'd be chayyed for walking, for, you know, for carrying Rishis Arabim there. Even in the, at, the, at the heights, the ascent of Beis Maron, Beis Maron, this is number 47, and that's what we say, the Gemara Rosh Hashanah says, what we say on Rosh Hashanah, coming up to Rosh Hashanah, Kivnei Maron, everybody passes with Kivnei Maron, what is Kivnei Maron? Maron means you can only walk there single file, it's a very narrow path. Not even room for two people. Hashem, so to speak, we all pass in judgment before God, single file. God looks at us individually, like in Base Maron, where it's a very steep ascent and you can only go there single file. He says, I'm only, and yes, even there, Rava said, even there, that's considered Rishus Harabim, even there, if the people are walking through there, even if they have to go single file, that's still considered Rishus Harabim. Ace Now we have a cash on there. So Rava said that, according, what did he say? According to Rabbi Huda, in our Mishnah, when the public walks through a private area that you made, that's considered the public, and it's Rishus Rishus Rabbim. So Gemara says, "Kash now, Eisvei, Chatzis Rabbim, Nachnasu La Bazu Biyosim Bazu." A Chatzah. This is number um, forty-eight in the Pirush Chai. Uh, a Chatzah that people walk through on one side. You know, as they come through on, on one on one end, and they leave the other end. Either there's a door on the other end, narrow doors, or there's a break. There's a breach in the wall. And it's not easy to walk through because there's still pieces, there's strips on the wall, uh, little, little uh, you know, end pieces that are st- sticking on the ground. Uh, the, uh, you know, there's stumps still sticking on the ground uh, and not easy to walk through. What's The Bach just changes around the, the he says, first, it's considered Rishasiyachid. And Rishisarabim for Tumah. For Tumah's Rishisarabim, remember, because the Suffolk Tumah Rishisarabim is, is Tahar, Rishisarabim is Tumah, he learned out from Sota. So, Rishisarabim, Tumah, this question is, is it a public area, is it a area which is private, where people could do their private business without other people seeing? Since it's, people could see you, it's considered Rishisarabim for Tumah, but for Shabbos, it's considered Rishisarabim. Now, money, who, say, who says that? You tell me the Rabbanon are telling me the Eretz Rishisarabim for Shabbos, of course, it's for Shushiach. Manachan, our Mishnah, where it's it, regular big street, goes right through the Pasibros and still the Amar Rabbanan lost the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan say that, that the Rabbanan say that the public does not ruin the status of the of the uh, of the Pasibros as as a Rishusiachin. So certainly here where it's difficult to walk through, like we see in number forty eight, Lo Koshkain certainly would be considered Rishusiachin. So we don't need the Rabbanan for that. Elamai, it must be Rabbiuda. And Rabbiuda says it's considered Rishus Hayachin, not like you, Rava, answered Rachva that it's Rishus Harab and Makor and Rabbiuda. This is not the Rabbanan. This is the Rabbanan. Rishus Rab Matumitz Ruchalei. The Chiddush is not in the Rabbiuda. The Chiddush is not in the, that for Shabbos it's Rishus Hayachin. That's clear. The Chiddush is, is that it's still considered Rishus Rab Matuma, even though it's semi-private. Tashma, we're at the first of the wide lines. Mavos Amafulashos Beboros Besich Nemaros. This is the this is the only uh, illustration in the regular. Uh, in the regular illustration book that we have on today's daf, that's specifically on today's daf, number 136. If you have um, a, a mavui, a cul-de-sac, or let's, let's call it an alley, that's, that opens out in boros, in you know, pits, ditches, or caves, what do you mean, biboros? Excuse me, the alley goes into a bore? No, it doesn't make sense. Like a diet, boros. Like we see in number one thirty-six, the alley uh, opens up, and the alley, and on one side of the alley, one side is a, is a street, and the one side, the end of it is is into ends up in a bar. 
Again, the same idea. And Rashi explains over there, that's the suffix. Sorry, you can only get by there. You see the man walking by. You can only walk by in a very narrow area between the pit and the wall there. Okay, so who does it, who's, it, who's explaining this? Again, the Rabbanan say it's a Rishus for Shabbos. It's pretty obvious. Where it's easy to walk through. The Rabbanan, the people, the public cannot ruin the uh, status of Rishus Yochid in number 124. If you hear it's difficult to walk through, as you see, it's difficult to walk by. So what do you see? Rabbi says that, it, that the Rabbanan does not ruin it from being Rishus Yochid, even though people can walk by there. This is low. Now, as you want to say, Rabbi said that's considered even there. I'm sorry. Rabbi said in our Mishnah that that's considered Rosh Hashanah if people walk through there. And here you see that he holds it's a Rosh Hashanah if this is Rabbi because even though uh, in 136 that whole area is considered Rosh Hashanah. So it's not. It is Rosh We answered before. The Chiddush is not that it's Rosh Hashanah for Shabbos. That's clear. The Chiddush is Rosh Hashanah for Tumah. One more proof. Tashma Shvilei Beis Gilgul. Beis Gilgul, here we have to go back to the Pirish Chai. The Shvil Beis Gilgul was a very, very narrow ascent. Very, very hard to, uh, uh, to maneuver your way up that. Very, very steep. Shvil Beis Gilgul, Kiyotzeben, anything like that. It was Shvil Shabbos. It's Shvil Beis Gilgul, Shabbos, Shvil Beis Gilgul. Again, Beis Gilgul, what's that? So he says, Amit Beravyane, Kol Sheino Eved Yocholito saw, if a servant cannot take a saw of chit and a large amount of wheat, the Yoritz lifts and started and run in front of an officer in front of him. In other words, you, you can't run up something like that. You gotta you gotta do step by step very carefully. So this shows us that the Kiddush is, Ratosis explains that it's the Kiddush is that this is a Rishosiachim. Now Elaim Rabban, who's it go like our Mishnah, where it's e where it's easy to walk through there. The Rabban and Lost Rabban Vatl Mikhitza, the Rabban say it's still considered Rishosiachim, the Pasi Bros like one twenty four. Here it's very difficult to walk through there. Lokoshkan certainly with Bushosiachid. El Lav Rabbiuda must be Rabbiuda, and you see the Rabbiuda is Moda. That in this case, where it's difficult to maneuver, that it's still Rosh Hashanah, not like you said in the Mishnah, and and not like you answered. You said Rava said makes the difference in the Mishnah where it's easier, where it's difficult to walk through. Rabbi says if the if the public walks through there, that's considered Shusiyach. Here you see it's considered Shusiyach. So here he doesn't give an answer and say like he said before. No, the, it's like the Rabbanim. The Chiddush is that uh, that for Shabbos it's considered uh, that for for Tumah it's considered Shusarabim because it's Masha from the fact that you brought on Rav Yanai that the Chiddush is that it's considered Shusayachim. Amulei, right? That, that that that's considered Shusayachim. He emphasizes that. Elo Amulei Shvila Beis Gilgam. You're talking about that. Yoshua over Israel. Yoshua when he established Eretz when he came into Eretz Israel, he was the lover of Jews. Haya. Amav Vatikan Lam Drachem Besarti. He made and he was and he uh, uh, built for them paths and public public highways. Where it was easy to walk through, he said that's a public street. So in other words, this is a special case. This was such a narrow area that was very difficult to maneuver. And Rabbi Shua said right up front, that's considered Rosh Hashanah, not a Rosh Hashanah. And that's how he answered that. Now, the, in the board itself that we discussed, uh, we had this. We actually brought down both sheets before, but here we're going to see it together in the Mishnah. This possibly rose that we've been discussing for a few days now, right? I like to look at 124 because that's a simple one. Uh, you could look at the other ones too, but it doesn't. Uh, it, the the issue over here is what is the bore? Is the bore? Is it a bear? Is it a well where the water never ceases because it's a naturally running water? It's coming out of the ground. It's always coming. Or are we talking about even a pit? 
So he says, Echad bar rabim, right? This is Rabbi Kiva Shittas. We'll see Echad bar rabim, whether it's a bore, that's just a cistern with water in it. It could dry up. But if it belonged to the tzibor, we assume that you won't make a mistake because everybody will tell you there's no water in there now. You can't use it. You can't make the pasiburos. Echad bar rabim, or a well, a spring that belonged to the tzibor, or bar yachid, or bar yachid, even if that's that of an individual, meaning nobody else is going to tell you nobody else has permission to use it. It's this guy, it belongs to this guy. He locks it up, right? He has a special, uh, you know, he has a special, uh, it belongs to him, that property is his. Osama Pasan, you can make these possibilities. Of a labor yachid, for a bor yachid, if a bor, which is not a spring, it's simply a cistern with water in it, it belongs to an individual, so other people are not going to tell him, hey, it dried up. You need a proper mechitzah, the verb Kiva says, for that, for a bor of a yachid, you need a proper mechitza. Pasiburos does not work. But it does work for a boar of a rabim or for any kind of a bear, rabim or yachim. Rabbi Yudah ben Bava, we'll see Rabbi Paschal like Rabbi Yudah Bava. We brought down Rabbi Kiva Sheet before, we brought down Rabbi Yudah Bava. Here we're going to see Rabbi Yudah and we argue directly against Rabbi Kiva. Remember, Enos and Pasiburos, El Abair, Rabim, Bavad. Only a well and only belonging to a tzibor, where you have a double advantage. Number one, that it's not going to dry up. And number two, that there's, there's people, in case something does happen to it, there are people who will warn one another. Rashi says, You have two advantages. Number one, that the water won't dry up, probably. And number two, if something does happen, some catastrophe, something dries up for some reason, you have people warning one another. Ulashar, everything else, according to Be'er and Bava, meaning whether it's a boar of a rabim or of a bear of a yachid, and certainly for a boar of a yachid, you have to make a proper, you know, like a, a rope, or a wall. We said before, a rope of ten fachmai. We said before that it could be made out of ropes like a boxing ring, right, with just ropes, as long as there's less than three tvachm between them, so therefore it's love, and it's like a proper mechitza. Then you need a proper mechitza. It doesn't suffice to have the pasi baros. All right, we'll pick up from here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow's daf, we'll start with the Gemara. Have a good day, everybody. Yom Tov L'Kulam.